the day after we decided that we're gonna be doing this challenge, uh, that night I went to a vaccination party. People there were all vaccinated, celebrating getting vaccines. Up late, up until like 3 a.m. that night. Woke up the next morning completely tired, didn't want to do anything. Laid in bed and all the morning and then I moved to the couch for the afternoon, did nothing. And I didn't do a single thing for maintenance that Sunday. And I felt the repercussions, so at least you should do maintenance. <laughs> The Productivity Lab, the podcast over the tips, tricks, and methods of getting stuff done to the test. I'm your host, Kyle. And I'm Mark. And today we are going to be talking about the importance of maintenance days and why it's good to have a whole day, a day to just getting all the chores out of the way instead of doing them throughout the week. But before we get to that, let's talk about some productivity news. That's right. We're going to just say, or we're trying out a new segment at least about productivity news. And I know Mark has come to us with a few things he wants to talk about. What do you uh what do you got, Mark? All right. Um, so this this week's topic of news, or at least articles that across my desk that I've read and enjoyed, all centers on work from home. We've talked about work from home before. So while I continue, that definitely helps center on productivity. As many companies across the country and world who have been so hesitant to work, letting their employees work from home found that they had a higher increase in productivities. Not that productivities <laughs> is a uh, the proper word choice and productivity <laughs> uh, while <laughs> when letting their employees work from home. So in Bloomberg, one article, uh, the headline employees are quitting instead of giving up working from home. Yeah, that is I, I've only read the headlines. So I've read the article like you have, but that. Just based off the headline, my reaction is like, yeah, I could see that. That makes a lot of sense because I, I, I understand like people like that don't want to ever work in the office again. My partner is like that. She, I know like right now she enjoys working from home, especially with two dogs. So I, I don't know if I want to go back to the office because I enjoy having two dogs I work with. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Um, and my company's still up in the air for like what they're going to be doing. So we'll see. Yeah, so some places are up in the air. They're trying to be flexible. Like uh, Apple is is wanting their employees to return back to work, and I mm-hmm. think um, they released a uh, you know policy recently. I think up to two or three days a week in the mm-hmm. office. And I have to say that prior to COVID, I was working from home two days a week, and mm-hmm. now I'm fully remote. But Apple is look, was looking to shift to th- allowing employees to work from home at least two days a week. And The Verge published an article including the letter that many employees written and sent to Tim Apple. <laughs> if you get it. Uh, <laughs> sent to, sent to uh, Tim Cook and the executives at Apple you know, declaring that they would like much more flexibility and to mm. be able to work from home remotely. Flexibility in Apple. What? Right. Oh, hot take. <laughs> hot take. Um, and to be to be allowed to work from home. So a lot of people are pushing uh, for that. And to go back to the Bloomberg article, there's certainly been more people. And, and Bloomberg article isn't the only one. It's just been more widely uh, reported mm. that people are quitting and going to places that would allow them to work fully remote without taking, you know, pay cuts um, uh, because you have the benefits of, you know, people 
get to be around their family, which they much prefer. You don't know their how people's uh, you know uh, situation has changed over the past year mm. uh, with with COVID and everything, and they're moved to smaller, low cost uh, areas to live, and will prefer mm. to do that. and And they can effectively do their job a hundred percent completely remote. And no commute too. I think I'd say yeah. like a, a huge collision between like your typical satisfaction with life and uh, at least with your job. Absolutely. It's, it's proportional to your commute and what kind of commute you have. Now you'll find some of these fluff piece articles, in my opinion, that go around mm-hmm. saying that, oh, employees can't wait to get back to work because they miss the commute. Well, they don't actually miss the commute. They miss the, they miss the alone time that they had in the commute, not necessarily the commute itself. Like no one, depending on where you live, like for me, it takes an hour to get into work. Uh, For another coworker, it takes them two hours each trip, you know, to come in and two hours to to leave. Um, So it's like four to five hours of his day is, is traveling to and from work. And you can do so much uh, spend, he can spend his time so much better and not doing that. So there are some articles that kind of throw stuff around like that. There's been some CEOs that gotten in trouble by, you know, writing up ads <laughs> stating like, if you don't come back into the office, we may just reduce your pay and all these other things. Um, and they're, they're finding that they have to walk that back. But so that's been very interesting topic about working from home. And, and people are like, no, I can do this fully remote. So if you try to make me come back, mm-hmm. I'm just going to quit. And it brings up the internal war of introverts <laughs> versus extroverts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I have some extrovert uh, co-workers who are just clawing to get back and me i'm like i'm living my best life over here <laughs> so <laughs> but i definitely understand it and another the last uh piece of news or article is from an author that we've we've read his book on this podcast digital minimalism by cal mm-hmm. newport he did uh write a piece for the new york new yorker called what if remote work didn't mean working from home interesting right yeah Instead of calling it work from home, he calls it work from near home in which, you know, uh, he's imploring that companies who are letting their employees work from home, like many employees, you know, maybe not necessarily associate the workspace, their home with work. And if you can, like it will be great to set up a like outdoor shed or convert a, you know, outdoor shed to an office space. That you can go to a separate location yeah, yeah. from your home living. Yeah, we we've actually been talking like how we love to like have a separate office space in the backyard. Yeah, uh, it'd be expensive, but it's like it's like a pipe dream of ours right now. It's like ah, oh, we have like this, we have like the right amount of space in our backyard for like a shared co-working space between the two of us, and we can turn our our bedrooms like we have. We live in a three by a three by one three bedroom one bath. Mm-hmm. We could turn these bedrooms into actual bedrooms again, but. Yeah, that'd be awesome. That's something that I like fantasize about, uh, about when I own a home again mm. of having a office pod in the back. A coworker is actually building one now, though, you know, because of the whole situation with materials and cost and everything, it's on pause. But I'm like, I can't wait to have a backyard office shed. That's that would be amazing. It's the dream. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Cal goes on to kind of give examples of famous writers, obviously, who've 
you know, in the past when they could work from home, they would actually go elsewhere to work. And it's not saying that to go back into the office It's just changing that uh, keeping your home space as being your home space and you can add a backyard shed or they your companies can give you a stipend or something to go to a uh, a location near your home like a we work or whatever <laughs> co-op working yeah spot. co-working spaces are coming back i guess <laughs> yeah to go to go there to have something that changes up your routine changes up your surroundings to work but not necessarily have to go back to an office you can stay in that remote little town that you like right and just be able to uh, have something or funds to go somewhere else uh, if you can to a, a near place that you can bike or walk to, uh, to work from, uh, work from near home, um, or build a backyard shed. So it's, it's a very interesting concept. I like that. That would be something cool to do as well, uh, with the advent of working from home. So those are the, the three articles in regards to working from home, people quitting their jobs, people protesting, their company's decision to not allow fully remote after them tasting it for the past year and adding in another option of not just working from home, but working from a near home. Yeah. It's interesting. It's going to be a strange year too, as we try to get back onto uh, this new post COVID life, but with revelations created from COVID. So I know I don't want to go back. uh, So we'll see what happens. (laughs) <laughs> anyways though uh that this is gonna be a fun segment we'll be doing uh on off again i think uh productivity news so let's go into the next topic what have we been up to well, let's start with you kyle since i just i've just been rambling yeah that's on. a good point <laughs> <laughs> i just want to hear you talk this is the mark talks to kyle podcast <laughs> no uh yeah so i've been uh working on as usual just kind of like writing i just finished but i'd also finish editing the episode on uh our 50th episode, the uh, review of the uh, productivity project by Chris Bailey. Finished editing that last weekend. That was nice. Uh, but yeah, as you all know, Mark and I are big writers by hobby. And so I've been writing a lot. Uh, I've actually been doing these daily exercises where I uh, force myself to write for five minutes in the morning without stopping. Like I can't backspace unless like a, a serious error. I can't backspace. I just keep on writing. And I've been doing that because like when it comes to writing, they say you actually turn off your inner editor when you're writing, your editor comes later kind of thing. And I have that problem where I have it on, but uh, doing these exercises I think has helped me because actually when I do sit down to write the things I want to write, I could write much faster now because I think my editor is off more. So it's been paying off. It's like these, it's like going to the gym that way. Uh, speaking of which, I've been going back to the gym. I'm not sure if I mentioned that, but I've been going back to the gym for like the past two or three weeks. It's nice to get out of the house to work out. I get so tired of working out at home. Uh, now I go to the gym three days a week, three, four days a week, uh, do various weight lifting stuff. And I've been trying to get into swimming. Uh, my gym has a pool. Skipped it this week, uh, but probably will go back next week or something. But yeah, uh, it's been mostly doing the same old, same old. I don't know if I should announce this on here because I don't know how I commit. I'm going to read the whole thing. But I, there's this book that I've been wanting to read for a while called Infinite Jest or Infinite Jest by... Uh, David Foster Wallace, or DFW for short. He's like a postmodern author. Passed away in like the mid-2000s. But this is like a book that people like recommend people to read if they like weird experimental books. It's, uh, uh, the book is like told through multiple points of view and like there's like footnotes upon footnotes. Kind of like House of Leaves that way. 
So I found a subreddit called Infinite Summer, where it's for it's like a reading essay. What's it called? It's a book club for the book that happens every summer on Reddit, and it's just like a way to get people to get through this book. Because the reason why you need a book club is because it's a thousand page book, and that's a lot to commit to. So, uh, yeah, I'm thinking about doing it. I don't know if I actually commit to it or not. I'm already reading too many books. We'll see. But the official start date, I think, is Monday. So I'm currently trying to binge through another book on my list that I have on my shelf uh, that I want to get out of the way so I can clear the room for this book. So uh, I'm going through that right now. I'm currently binging through a short story collection that I got a while ago. And yeah, it's that's been my main thing. It's just reading, writing, and gym. It's been nice. How about you, Mark? <laughs> um, as we all know, I've been just studying <laughs> as I was whining to uh, Kyle before we started recording um, that my grammar course that I've been taking for the past nine weeks has kind of been it had its ups and downs there have been moments where I'm like I do not get this people have just purposely made up all these grammar rules they're trolling <laughs> everyone with all this conflicting information um, <laughs> here's a rule, except for this and this and this and this and this and that. So it, it, it's been, uh, it's been fun, but I'm going into the final week and it's finals week. So, um, I need to study and all of that. So that's what I've been trying to do as well as trying to keep up with the requirements for the last bit of the classes, which still is, has been reading a few chapters, and, and still taking those uh, those small assessments to ensure that I'm learning the information. If you can, if you can see my grammar book, it, it's filled with highlights galore. I went through, I've opened two 100 pack index cards and yeah. I am mostly through the second pack of writing notes and everything. So it, it's been, it's been fun. It's been illuminating to learn some things that, I thought I knew, but didn't. So yeah, it's been uh, filled, lots of time filled with that. Um, I've also been doing an art commission and then uh, editing uh, some other stories. So that's pretty been pretty much my time uh, and how I've been spending my time for the past couple of weeks. So, and outside of that, I've also been trying to keep track of things on a maintenance list. Mm-hmm. Because in order to get things done, you should maintain your life as well. You can't just, can't always be working on something. You got to maintain stuff. Exactly. It can't be go, go, go all the time. What about those dishes? What about that laundry <laughs> you need to get to? What about yeah, that what about vacuuming those? or changing that filter? You need to create yourself a maintenance list. And if not a maintenance list itself, a maintenance day. Kyle, where do we get this from? Yeah, if you listen to our past episode, uh, we mentioned it, uh, that's brought up in the book, The Productivity Projects, where uh, uh, Chris Bailey, the author, mentions that maintenance days are important because, you know, you got to keep things maintained, like you got to eat, so you got to go to the store, got to do laundry, you got to do all these things just to keep your life going. And he said that his best solution he found was to just toss everything all into one day of the week, which is typically for most people, at least in my experience, is Sundays. And... Uh, those days are taken for things like uh, going to the store, doing laundry, and so on. And the idea came from the book. And of course, we're productive people. And like we want to spend as much time possible doing producing things of value. And unfortunately, maintenance tests don't always feel that way. 
And that's why I think it's uh, important that we review this and uh, really dedicate having one day a week to said maintenance day. Mark, uh, do you have a uh, brief blurb on like what your maintenance day is like and what day of the week you choose? Um, I tried out uh, different methods. So first I interspersed them, the maintenance list or a maintenance item throughout the week uh, on my theme days if I could of something that I needed to do. Try to add try to add it in uh, in my to-do list for the week or something like on this particular day I need to do this. It'll take you know X amount. So if I'm working and I'm working in sprints when I take my break, then I can do, uh, as Chris, Chris Bailey said in, in the productivity project, just start. Um, so I can just start on a particular task. I don't necessarily have to finish it. So I can do that during a break and then shift to move to come back to the main thing that I was working on. But it's keeping or, or, or trying to add to that list to continue to do those things. And then I changed it to to try on Sundays. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Saturdays are typically the uh, kind of lays about into it. But Sundays are mostly my study days. So I try to I don't have a huge block of time. But I do I continue that method and I try to just do the bulk of them on Sundays to kind of help prepare things, clean things and, and do all the other stuff. And there may be I may have a block of time, like an hour here where I would do all my laundry and everything and an hour here, you know, every two weeks um, I'm, I've set a schedule since to go through my mail. I don't go through all my mail every single time I pick it up. I just throw it in my mailbox. Yeah, same. Mail's actually the worst <laughs> chore. <laughs> it is. It's the, it's the worst. So I've I've done it both methods, and I and I've kind of like the mix of um. And I, I don't think I necessarily have a full day, but I like the mix of sprinkling it in. Now, what I got out of this was actually just having a list itself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't do that. It was always, oh, I need to do this. I need yeah. to do that. Now I have a, 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 a keep a list. And it's funny because I create lists when I need to like do, uh, you know, spring cleaning or something like that. Like, oh, here's all the stuff I need to reorganize or do in the living room or kitchen or, or clothing, like donations and all this other stuff. I make those lists and I keep them and I just slowly go through them. I'm like, well, why not just create a a, a overall maintenance task list for everything. So I did that and I added it to my notion. What's uh, on your list? Uh, so we always obviously have your, your clean kitchen, your clean uh, bathroom. And then I have like sub details of those particular yeah, things. Yeah, I'm just like for, the- right. Uh, we obviously have laundry laundry and that one's like explicit fold all baskets and not being the 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 lazy person that I am, it's like eh, I put a load in there. It's in the dryer, but I'm going to keep the the cl- the current set I have and and not fold them until like a month later, which means I got too many clothes. Uh, <laughs> vacuum, sort through mail, organized desk because that that really actually helps me sort everything and uh, keep seeing all the books that I keep buying and that I promise not to buy. Read through bookmarked articles. 
I keep bookmarking a lot of articles, which is how I have the productivity news that we went through. Um, I also have like home maintenance things like change filter, uh, change coffee uh, or water filters for my coffee machine, for my purifier, for all those stuff. So I have all of those in there and I also have them broken out into from uh, daily things that I may want to do or weekly things and monthly things and quarterly things that you need to do. And I've thus also created a home maintenance calendar. <laughs> oh, wow. To throw these things on a calendar just to make sure. So then if I see them and I'm doing my weekly planning or whatever, I can see those like home maintenance things that I can need to add into slot into a particular day. So I have that list. It, it is growing um, as I think or find more things to add to it that you should be doing on a regular basis. And so I have that. So when I do my weekly planning, I look at the daily and weekly items to see what I can add in there. And for the monthly stuff, it's more based on my calendar. So whenever I see it pop up on my calendar, then that's when I add slot in for that particular week to do. So that's kind of how I've done. I, I like it. I like list. Um, so that's kind of how I'm tackling it uh, right now. What about yourself? Yeah, so I used to do the, I mean, so for this experiment, we were trying to recreate this, but I think we kind of have our own rhythm. Uh, but so I used to do like pure maintenance days. I used to do straight up uh, every Sunday would be the same routine, which would be uh, go to the store, meal prep. I used to do meal prepping. I don't do meal prepping as much as I used to anymore. Just because of time consuming it is. The idea is just to do that way with a meal prep that you remove the time that we spend later that week. Uh, cooking, but I, I do it less now. Uh, uh, now I meal prep like one day or one meal at the most. Uh, be meal prepping, uh, usually breakfast and dinner uh, or lunch and dinner. And then uh, I would always fast every Sunday, so I'd only have one meal. And I'd fast and go for a long run. That is how I'd always do it. So I'd, I'd uh, not eat and then go for like a run in the evening time and then go indulge myself into some P. Terry's, which is like my favorite guilty pleasure here in Austin. Also doing various smaller chores too, like cleaning, but uh, those are always a lower priority. And I find myself after or cleaning with like, like laundry and stuff like that. Uh, but I found myself getting burned out of doing a maintenance day over and over again, uh, especially because for a while, every Sunday was also my Dungeons and Dragons day uh, for about four hours each Sunday from about 1 p.m. No, 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. I play Dungeons and Dragons and it was impossible to wake up, go to the store, meal prep two meals, go for a run and uh, do laundry all within that period beforehand because it felt like I was just like cramming everything and it felt like a a uh, a second job, so to speak, that I wasn't getting paid to do. So I ended up having to intersperse it more so. Like I found out that uh, Fridays, since I work half days on Fridays, I could go to the store on Fridays could do my laundry on Fridays and save Sundays for meal prepping and my long run. That worked out pretty well. Uh, now, though, D&D is over and I've kind of thrown everything back to Sunday, but I'm starting to feel the same the same struggle that I feel every Sunday, which is like I want to be lazy and do nothing, but also I have to do all these things. And it's always a struggle on Sundays. So I'm now back to, I think, intersperting things. I'm actually going to do Sunday as my next maintenance day, uh, but I might go back to intersperting it throughout the week uh, like I used to do because of that burnout. Like, I think it's a great idea in theory to like, have everything stacked in one day because I don't want to think about it anymore, but that day becomes a long chore. So 
it just get it, it gets too much and especially if you have like social things like identity dragons uh sunday's also a religious day too so if you're going to church or something they'll add some more uh time taken away from what could be your maintenance day so it, it it's a it's a good thing in theory. Of course, that's what you're doing on Sunday. It might be a Saturday then. I mean, it doesn't have to be a Sunday. Just traditionally, it seems to be Sunday since you gain things in order for the week. Uh, but it, I don't know. It, it's something that I think it's better to interspersed that your week. That way you kind of like uh, take the load off, so to speak. So I like have like Mondays be meal prep day, Sundays be store day, uh, Fridays be laundry day, and so on. And maybe Saturdays, Saturday morning be like cleaning day around the house. I think that makes it easier to deal with mentally. Because, yeah, it's great in theory. Uh, there's ways to, you look at, like, it's a good way to listen to audiobooks or podcasts and catch up on all those while you're doing all this stuff. But, I don't know, a whole day, like, it just can't relax. And the weekend should be for relaxing. That's why we should have a three-day weekend. You should have one day for relaxing, one day for fun slash side projects, and one day for maintenance. <laughs> I was like, who's going to bring it up? Because I was definitely <laughs> going to bring up a three-day weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's what it should be. That's the ideal weekend. That's actually a nice perk with like my flex job as I, I get to work half days and Fridays and spend the other half doing things like that. So I have a head start, uh, which helps. Yesterday I just read all day, which is great. I haven't really dedicated a whole afternoon to reading until uh, for a while, and it was great. But uh, yeah, the whole thing is, uh, the whole thing is, is, it's a good idea, and it's good. I think it works to certain people, certain mindsets, but. Uh, it didn't really work too well for me. And I actually saw, though, I should mention this. The day after we decided that we were going to be doing this challenge, uh, that night I went to a vaccination party. People there were all vaccinated, celebrating game vaccines. Up late, up until like 3 a.m. that night. Woke up the next morning completely tired, didn't want to do anything. Laid in bed all the morning, and then I moved to the couch for the afternoon, did nothing. And I didn't do a single thing for maintenance that Sunday. And I felt the repercussions. So at least you should do maintenance. <laughs> Like that the week, I was like, I, I, I didn't do my laundry until like Monday. Uh, I didn't do meal prepping. I think I swung to the store like really quickly to like pick up some bread so I could make some sandwiches throughout the week. And that was it. Luckily, I overbought food the week before, so I didn't have to really do a big grocery store run. But it could have been bad if I had to get most empty fridge. It sounds like you were doing a personal health maintenance. Yeah, I was a... I was sleep deprived and other things. <laughs> and yeah, you were just allowing your body to recuperate after the the vaccine party. Yeah, it was a self induced sick day. <laughs> so it was. Yeah. And then the, the next the, the next Sunday was a maintenance day, and that was nice. But yeah, I think it works better. Like I actually, I've decided to make up for that Sunday and have tomorrow be another full maintenance day, and after that, probably go back to my interspersed maintenance stuff. But yeah, um, I think. This is like going to be one of our shorter reviews since there's only so much you could talk about. But I think before we get to that, uh, the maintenance stuff is always boring. As proactivists, it's always annoying to do laundry. It's always annoying to go to the store. I absolutely hate going to the grocery store. It's the worst thing I think I do on a, on a weekly basis because it's an hour of my time where I just go to the same routine over and over again, grabbing the same food, going down the same aisles. <laughs> it gets so annoying. I think it's like good to like talk about like things like to get you like alternatives to, or like to get you motivated to do it. Like for example, listening to podcasts is my ultimate way of motivating myself to do chores. Podcasts are how I get through the boring parts of my day, and I listen to podcasts when I go to the store, or when I used to meal prep. I also listen to podcasts, which is great. I know Mark, you do delivery sometimes or pick up groceries. Yeah, um, and that's. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's more for my own anxiety issues. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, than it is for anything else, which I'm so great because I'm like, I actually need to go to the grocery store now, but I'm like, I don't actually want to go. I don't want to be outside or walk around. I will pay for delivery and they just deliver it to my door. Um, I know that's like so I I don't know what the word is, but, you know, I enjoy it. I love it. Mm. And it does kind of get I mean, sometimes it does kind of get boring to just go, (laughs) you know, the stuff that you need. So why not why not why not just have a continual delivery of those yeah, specific yeah. items, you know? Yeah. So I do delivery for that that particular reason. It is very important that that you mention, you know, podcasts or audiobooks. When I did have or force myself, like, oh my God, look at the state of my house. I have not done any like chores or maintenance or anything because I've just been working side projects, working side projects. Listening to, I listen to a podcast, obviously, to catch up on my list. So if I'm doing laundry or vacuuming or other things, yes, it, it kind of gets annoying, but my mind is taken away because I'm focusing on the story of a, po- a podcast, catching up on those fictional podcasts that I'm listening to, or an audiobook. I like to listen to audiobooks and particularly like lectures. I, I finished one for linguistics on the history or the story of human language was the the course and now i'm listening to another one on writing uh just a whole series of lectures about writing so it's very nice to be able to catch up on those things to kind of do two things at once yeah uh, so yeah. if i'm cleaning no, you the kitchen, productive like you're learning something new absolutely like routines absolutely so you don't have to do i mean that kind of spices it up and then some days on rare occasion, I take it back to my childhood, play some music bumping throughout the house, <laughs> some old school classics, yeah. got some little Patty LaBelle, some Roger Troutman, some, you know, going on, some some Coltrane, play that <laughs> while I'm singing to the top of my lungs and I'm doing laundry and cleaning and vacuum and dusting and doing uh, all of that or going through mail and stuff like that. So... You know, try to guess is boring maintenance stuff. And I'm a big fan of maintenance projects. I so so defend them. But, yeah, sometimes, you know, there are some maintenance tasks that you just find just. uh, But you can't spice it up with a nice, good audio book or or something to kind of take your mind away from the task a little bit because you don't need full concentration on those particular. Yeah, that's actually like how I got into working out, which is another form of maintenance. Mm -hmm. Uh, I actually I. When it comes to like daily maintenance task, working out is the one that I actually look forward to. I love exercise. I actually consider it my cornerstone habit for like how I keep myself disciplined and all that. Uh, I prefer to, I, if I skip a workout, I'm like, oh no, I can't have, can't skip too many workouts because then I could lose this discipline that bleeds over to other parts of my life. Uh, but I got into working out because I wanted to uh, listen to podcasts. I discovered podcasts back in 2010 uh, with the podcast stuff you should know. I was like, oh, I want to listen to this more. And then uh, I was on college uh, campus at the time. I was like, oh, I, I'll just go to the gym and like download a few episodes and then just work out, catch up on an episode and then drive back to my dorm or drive back to my apartment. And yeah, it was that's what got me into working out in general. Uh, so after a while, though, the uh, the task could become the reward. Like you might associate this positive correlation at first with like listening to like, a funny podcast and then say, uh, come I don't know, maybe a couple of months from now, you actually really enjoy cooking your meal prep. Like, oh, what am I going to do this week? Like, it becomes exciting because that 
that correlation between the two. Of course, there's some things that just can never be redeemed, like going to the grocery store. <laughs> like, I will always <laughs> hate going to the grocery store, which actually brings up to another like hack in this case. Uh, if you're out and about, go to the store while you're out and about. It's like say you're doing some other errands or you're meeting up with some friend at a coffee shop or something like I'm planning on doing tomorrow. Uh, on the way back, I also plan going to the store because getting myself to get in my car to go to the store from my house is a lot of mental effort. But the coffee shop we're going to, the store is on the way back, so I might as well stop on the way back. Uh, so it's good to like, what do they call it, task batching or habit stacking? Yeah. It's good to task batch your chores on top of like that as well. Like in a sense, like that's task batching where although you're not doing seeing your friend and going to the store at the same time, it's still like in the same route. So it's easier to go to the store then than it is to go back there later or before. Uh, that's, I guess, true. Like listening to the podcast is a form of task batching as well. I know for a while it actually I'd work out. And meal prep because like a lot of meal prepping is like kind of like waiting for things to cook on the stove. So I could do like a few push-ups, and then then I would, uh, and then I go back to cooking, and then I'll do some pull-ups, go back to cooking, and that helped a lot as well. So task batching with a with things that you should do uh, that you like doing is also great too. Also, yeah, the whole paying for like food delivery and uh, like uh, curbside stuff is very helpful. We do not mow our yard here because both of us do not like yard work. So we actually have a neighbor. He uh, has a side business of mowing people's yards here in the neighborhood. He has like a uh, schedule where I think he has like off like Thursday and Fridays. So he mows on Thursdays and Fridays. It's nice. Like I, I, I'd gladly pay somebody to take that time away from me because uh, they say like time is money, but money is also time too. You could pay for something to eradicate that time from your life and have something else to it. We also do the same thing with uh, deep cleans. Like we do light cleans around the house, but we also do a monthly uh, deep cleans with a, with a cleaning service, which has helped a lot because we both think it's nice to have a nicely cut lawn and, and a clean house, but we both do not like the idea of playing, I don't know, four hours every other week towards both those things. And so we, we have uh, services for that, which helps. If you can afford it, I'd recommend it if you hate doing those things. Of course, if you're a frugal person or you can't afford it or a very disciplined person, feel free to go ahead and do your deep cleans every week. <laughs> That's your <laughs> lifestyle, not mine. I, I just never enjoy deep cleaning my whole life. So I'm like, yes, let's get someone else to do this for us. <laughs> uh, yeah, we've talked about this before. I you know, kind of had no choice. That was that was the thing. You You woke up to on Sundays oh god yeah definitely on Sundays Saturdays was the leeway because I got to watch my Saturday morning cartoons and my I get to watch after the cartoons ended I think it was like at 10 uh when the cartoons finished then the kung fu movies would come on and oh I was, yeah <laughs> I would watch those with my uncles that sounds fun uh, you know so Saturdays was the leeway but Sunday early Sunday morning before church you heard that music playing and you knew what time it was. <laughs> you better get up because we clean in the house. Then you're going to go, you know, take a bath, take a shower, get dressed. And we're going to go to church. And that's the rest of our day. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. And you could so get out of it. And if you have kids, too, that also helps us with the yard work and cleaning around the house. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yes. Like we do not have kids. We have two dogs. For ways to make these maintenance days better, I think uh, the uh, good way to go about it is to disperse it throughout the week is the first thing you could do. 
Uh, of course, if you are the Chris Bailey way where you're like, hey, I could just like, I want to get this out of the way right now, then go ahead, go ahead, do the full maintenance day. Props to you. It's not for Mark and I, but uh, <laughs> if you do have problems doing a full maintenance day, it's good to disperse it throughout the week. And also while doing chores, listen to saying that you enjoy or batch it with another task that you, that you enjoy doing, such as uh, an audio book or exercise, if you could do that. Yeah, so disperse it throughout your week. Uh, batch your task of things that you enjoy doing or additional things like if you're out and about, so make sure you do errands like after or before you see your friends or whatever you're doing at the time. And also, if you have the the budget, the budget, <laughs> if you have the budget, uh, feel free to uh, pay for somebody to do your yard. I think that saves a lot of sanity for some people. Uh, there's some there's some quaintness to doing yard work, so I see people not doing that, but I don't see quaintness in cleaning. So <laughs> there's people that might like it a lot, but I'm like, go ahead, scrub scrub everything for us. So I think we should get down to the final review on our idea of maintenance days. I think we uh, made it pretty apparent that the episode what our review of maintenance days are. Mark, what's your review of a maintenance day? Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I don't I don't necessarily think it's a, a maintenance day is terrible. <laughs> it, it just depends on what else uh, that you're doing. If you for me, because I have a lot of side projects i feel that conflicting time investment yeah Yeah, i feel a pool too i'm like i could be doing this why am i doing this yeah exactly exactly so spending so much time on this one particular thing but it's like life maintenance things or tasks that you need to do right i I don't can't do a side project if you can't eat (laughs) like you have to eat right i so then i just grab a heel um (laughs) see our previous episode on meal replacements (laughs) That helps me get past everything. Um, no, so I, I think if you uh, don't necessarily have a lot of outside activities or projects that consume your time, for me, I, I think in particular, it's a little bit challenging because it's also conflicting with the coursework that I'm doing oh, yeah, at this right, time. Yeah, yeah. So if I didn't have that, that's like 15 it's like my D&D hours. days. Yeah, yeah. Like I had four hours of D&D every Sunday and I couldn't put it all in one day. Absolutely. So that's like 15 hours a week, 10 to 15 hours a week uh, that I have to do for coursework uh, that conflicts with trying to do maintenance days. Plus, you know, all other commitments uh, that I have going on. So it it really constricts the time. So when when you're facing stuff like that and that's not even, you know, mentioning, you know, having kids and uh, and other things. Yeah, no, we we are privileged in the sense that we only have. We don't have kids and I have two dogs. That's almost because I get to having kids. Right. So uh, if I if I didn't necessarily have that huge time commitment that I must do every week, you know, maintenance day would be great because I had I would have more freedom throughout the rest of the week to do all the other things I want to do. And you can, like we mentioned, compound those maintenance days with doing other things, uh, listening to audio books or podcasts or you know, learning on the go as you, as you do those tasks. So maintenance days themselves, I'm going to have two scores. Maintenance days themselves, <laughs> you know, is a, I would say it's a four out of five. It's still needed. It's still necessary. It doesn't, yeah. manage, it doesn't have to be the full day. It can be like a four hour time block um, that you can restrict it to doing that. Right. Because as you go, you're going to have a larger time investment, but as you continue those things, uh, those maintenance tasks won't take as long to do as they initially did. Now, for what I 
the second rating is for the maintenance list themselves, yeah, which I would yeah. give like a six out of five. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's the highest rating I think we've ever had in this show. That was a missed opportunity to say five out of seven. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I would give, I, because I, I love them. I found that I was needing the list and to create an overall list that I can continually reference and pull from for maintenance tasks, integrate with my calendar is fantastic because it's just something that, that I can go to when I'm creating my weekly thing. I have a note to know every time I'm build every Sunday when I'm building up the next week's schedule, here's what I can pull in on my on my maintenance list. And and then I write down how much time I want to dedicate to that particular thing. Maybe it's 25 minutes, maybe it's 15 minutes, maybe it's like three blocks of 15 minutes uh, interspersed throughout my studying session or something like that. Right. So I love the maintenance list that I was able to create for daily or uh, weekly things and then to put on the calendar for those monthly and quarterly uh, maintenance events. Um, that I think is great. I'm, I'm glad I did that. I was needing to do that because I just kept finding that I, w- I would be missing those other things and I wouldn't plan for to, to spend the time to do you know, mail review and, and shredding mail that takes much longer than you actually think it does. Yeah. So yeah, I would get I would give maintenance days a four out of five and maintenance list a six out of five. All right, I guess it's my turn. Yeah, I don't like maintenance days at all. Like I used to them all the time and now I'm sick of them. Like they were useful for a time in my life, but now I can't stand them. So personally, <laughs> I give maintenance days a two out of five. But maintenance task, you gotta do them. So out of necessity, there are five out of five, although I would rather not do them. So, yeah, I just do not like doing things like going to the store and all that. So, uh, but I know you have to do them. So I have, I begrudgingly give them a five out of five because otherwise you can't get anything else done. Five out of five of maintenance tasks themselves, two out of five of maintenance days. I'd recommend interspersing things throughout your week if you can. Go to the store on Sundays, meal prep on Mondays, and so on. Do laundry on Fridays. You should have more time to yourself and not feel like that you're. Having a basically, it feels like you're working six days a week if you uh, do a maintenance day. So I recommend interspersing them throughout the week if you can. Yeah, begrudgingly five out of five in the maintenance list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my quick review. Nothing else to add. I think I made it pretty clear throughout the episode. So, anyways, let's get on to our next topic, which is going to be a double feature, so to speak. Uh, the next two episodes are going to be uh, building off of each other, but I will not say what the what. The second one's going to be, yeah, we'll, we'll have you imply it on your own. So the first thing that we'll be testing is going to be a distraction list. The idea also came from the uh, Project A project where Chris said that he would keep a list of distractions every time that they happen. Uh, so like by time and date, like what it is. So if it's like checking your phone, having your dogs just bark at a dog passing by, like right in the distractions. And uh, if you can, I guess try it do the day as you will, but they did just to become mindful of distractions in your life and how often you're distracted. I'm still trying to figure out if I can do mine digitally or not. I actually just thought about maybe doing it on the back of my analog cards, right on my distractions for the day. So I might be doing that, but yeah, that'll be our next thing. And then the next, the episode after that will be also along this topic, but I will not mention what it is just yet. So you'll find out next episode of what our episode after that's going to be. In the meantime, you can check out all of our previous episodes, all 50, 50 episodes. Yeah. 50 episodes. Uh, on 
theproductivitylab.show or tpl.show for short. You could follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Productive Lab. Yeah, that's it. I don't know. <laughs> There's nothing else in there. Where can <laughs> I you, find you? <laughs> yeah, you can find me, uh, Kyle, at KyleSQ9 on Twitter and Instagram, where the Q9 is short for my personal website, quadrant9.net. And where can people find you, Mark? They can find me on Instagram and Twitter at AskMarkIO. That's AskMarkIO. You can also find my blog and writings at AskMark.io. Until next time, stay productive. done i got break tv news now we're like in it now right <laughs> we're in it we're yeah. in it um